You already know what time it is. It's about to be We The Villains Podcast. Let's get it. And ladies and gentlemen, we back on We The Villains Podcast. It's your boy Dak. You already heard the bong rip, so you know Gerv's in the building. And wow, the last pay-per-view last night went down in front of the Thunderdome. We're about to have fans back at the next pay-per-view. And wow, uh, <laughs> yeah, finally, it's the end of a pandemic era. And so we're back, and we're going to go over our predictions, which I, I think I looked pretty strong last night. But there's one particular match that uh fucked me over, and we won't get into that just yet because I know Gerv's going to run that down here in a minute. But, hey, another day, another day here on the podcast. And, um, Gerv, what's going on, brother? Before we go any farther, you <laughs> did. You looked you look great last night. Your predictions were pretty spot on. So was Jay Swags. He came in and he, he did his thing. But let me tell you who looked like an absolute champion last night. Here we go. The champion of last night, and if I had a title belt, I'd have it around my shoulder right now. Let's not get it. You know how over the top we will get. There will be a legit belt. You do realize that. Well, if if there's a champion after the first night, right now, it's around my shoulder or around my waist because last night... Not only did I make good predictions, I made perfect predictions. Six and O called the winner to every match. You can come you see the lucky. title belt at my house. You got lucky. You I got, got lucky. He, he's a part of the booking committee, everybody. Like this is <laughs> this is an outrage. <laughs> and there's only one person to blame last night. Who we blaming? Who we blaming? It's Rhea fucking Ripley. <laughs> yeah. Well, you... So don't get me started. Yes, I called that match right, but Rhea Ripley cost me a gram. Okay. Yo, she cost you a gram. That Matter is fact, in a sense, minute. she cost me two grams because instead of only being up a gram on you right now, I should be owed three grams. That's true. But, you know, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to it. I guess we should go in the order of which the matches actually uh, happened on the card. If I don't know if you want to talk about the pre-show match. Actually, I will. Uh, <laughs> just for a split second because I got the quote of the night that is going to sum it up just perfectly. Because during that match, I got a text from Dak there. And uh, (laughs) he gave me me the line of the night and I couldn't put it any more perfectly. Dak said, and I quote, what a stinker. (laughs) What a stinker. Look, I, I felt I normally don't feel like this, but I felt really bad for Natalia last night because to me, she had to carry the match. I mean, because. Poor, poor Jimmy Smith on commentary. He's trying to give Mandy Rose the benefit of the doubt and make her moves seem more impactful than they were. But <laughs> uh, if if this is what 
they're pushing in the tag team division right now, they're going to need to go ahead and just scrap that because that, that project's dead in my mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that was... Natty projects been dead for me for a decade. But that's true. It's we won't true. get into that. I'm not a big Natty fan either. She's good. She's a- and I, I've said this about other people too. She's really good. She's got all the skills. But the execution in the ring, it just does not flow. Like it doesn't tell the story it needs to tell in the slightest. I, the worst discus like, clothesline in the business. She's not quick with it. Not very quick with her move. If she was like a little more fluid, she'd yeah. be almost she could probably be on the Brett level if she was fluid, but she doesn't have that on that fluidity. Yeah, I can't think of it. Fluidity? Yeah, it I, think do, that I was... mean, it does take two to tango, too. I mean, so she does need someone in the ring that can actually yeah. pull this stuff off with her. So, I mean, 100% of the blame shouldn't go to Natty for who she is, but I don't I don't see her as this great technical wrestler either. Like, so she has all the skills, but there's, there's more to wrestling than just the technical abilities to do so. But I'll give her credit. That. She's safe. You know, she's safe in the ring other than when she – like does that thing from behind where she steps on the back of their neck. Yo, that and, thing looks painful. Yo, that shit looks fucking rough, dude. Like I, every time I see that, I'm waiting for somebody to get like seriously hurt. But yeah, I thought she, I thought she broke Mandy Rose's neck last night. So, I mean, I hope obviously I hope nothing like that ever happens. But man, that just seems like a dangerous move. Um, as scary as that would be, it might actually help Natty's career. Oh wow. <laughs> wow, that, that's pretty sad. sad. I probably shouldn't Moving say that. right along, I don't want to spend yeah. <laughs> a whole lot of time on the pre-show match or Natty Nightheart for that matter. Dude, but, we just spent like three minutes on that. Yeah, maybe we do need to learn how to edit these. We'll cut that <laughs> shit right on out of the podcast. We ain't got no business talking about them bitches. I just know that I had to get that line in there that <laughs> Dak said, what a stinker. And I think that's going to be a new quote from me, I think, on uh, <laughs> for bad matches. I think that's going to be the thing. So yeah, all right. So the first the first match of the night was also just one more thing about it. I'm glad that we didn't count that toward predictions because that would have been a loss I, for me. I, I did think Mandy was going to win. I did too. There was a few times. Yeah. I mean, just to sell the if they're going to do this match coming up soon, you know, if they're going to if that's the tag team. Uh, the tag the, team titles they're gonna run with, but the only way you can come up with Mandy and them can come up with a promo is, oh, it was a singles match. It wasn't a tag match. If I have my partner, we can win. But you know, I don't well, Mandy know. also has the distinct advantage of being kind of hot. I mean, so, I think that's the only reason why she's there. I mean, it it makes it worth watching. <laughs> um, so. Before I get canceled, I guess we should move on to the first match of the night, which was the the last time we talked about this match. It actually wasn't going to be inside Hell in a Cell. So I the think last it made minute, the match better. Uh, I think it definitely made the match better. Um, all three of us had Bianca in this match. so And then when it got announced as a Cell, all three of us pretty much agreed that that's not going to change our pick. If anything, it made me feel better about my pick. Uh, yeah. So uh, we all, we all picked Bianca Belair to retain. And it was a pretty good match. I got to give them credit. Um, there's a few things that didn't go over that well. Um, when Bailey went through the kendo sticks, it was okay. It wasn't a great spot, but it was a spot. 
What are you but, talking um, about? I think I lost you there for a second. For a long time. <laughs> I think I hear you now. I, th I think I lost you there for a couple seconds. I mean, how, dude? I didn't even close the app. What? What? Are you uh, I'm not sure, but now you sound really, really quiet. Wait, you hear me? I hear you, but your your volume is really low. Okay. I mean, I don't know what's going on. Uh, I yeah, I don't know. All I had was a uh, my phone phone call came through. That was phone about call it. And fucked it all up. <laughs> I, I, I have the mic a little away, and I'm trying to talk a little lower because I felt like on the last podcast I was a. Here, I'm gonna turn my mic up just a little bit. Then. Um. Uh yeah, what were we talking about there? Oh yeah, Bianca and Bailey. Man, did the candlestick spot was good. I thought. Um. I mean, it could have been a better spine buster, I guess, but on the outside and how that was set up, I think that's probably the best they could have done. Now, now the end of the match, and um, I think we probably uh, should take a, a quick break after we talk about this match because your volume still does sound pretty low. I think we need to just check into that and make sure that we're getting good volume across. Um, uh, okay. And yeah, I, I'll... I'll say to close out this match, the – the KOD onto the ladder was a pretty nice spot. That was uh, it was that was pretty sick. The the ending to the match, um, and Bailey stuck it, which there ain't too many ways you can't stick it just on on top of a ladder. But if, um, I can, if I can use a Mortal Kombat term, that was a brutality finish <laughs> last night. Okay, <laughs> like that was that was ill. <laughs> that was a little ill. Like that was uh that was ill. Yeah, that but was yeah, ill. it's uh it's I it, for for the night and I'm, I'm introducing my new rating system. It's 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 on a scale of ten. And I'm a pretty tough grader. Um yes. and Dak can probably attest to this because I'm I, I'm pretty hard. I want there to be room. I don't want just because there's a really good match and it was the best match of the night, I don't want that I don't want to give it a nine point five. Just because it was a good match, anything in the nines, it's gonna have to be. It's gonna have to blow me away. Impressive, exactly. Yeah. Um, for me to give it a score in the nines. Um, so for this first match, um, I originally had it down at like a seven point two, but after thinking about it and kind of going back through the match, I, I did bump it up to a 7.8, and that's a good score. So if anybody's trying to bitch at me about this, a 7.8 for me, that's a pretty good score, especially Man. on um, you know, a storyline that I didn't have much interest in to begin with. Mm -hmm. um, but 7.8 is what I gave that match because they did do a good job in the cell. Um I got to hand it to them. I thought they did a really good job. I think I was, ex I don't know what I was expecting really, but they gave me something that I wasn't expecting in a good way. Um, So they, you know, I'm proud of them for having a good match. And I, I thought I at least need to bump them up to about a 7.8 for the match. The the hell in a cell actually helped them. I think. Hey, that's fair. I, I would give it somewhere around that seven point, either the seven or a four, eight 
for me only because uh i love the finish the finish was great like brutality like i was saying and and i love the promo after the match from bel-air um i felt like it was it was digging a little deeper to bring out a more of a brutal side of her if she had to get to that level um because like she said she's not gonna forgive what bailey did so I kind of like that. Like, I kind of like that. Um, So it seems like now, and when she does happen to be a heel one day on the main roster, she'll have this. Which should be great. Yeah, she she won't have this no forgiveness type thing. You'll go back to that promo right there. You can go back to that promo to where she plant the seed down the road. Like, hey, you should have known this about me. If I was world champion, like I am in the 2K universe, I would need someone like I would need Bianca Belair maybe on my side just for one reason. And that one reason is, is if I'm cutting a promo and I'm talking and I'm facing just, let's just, let's just say I'm facing Humberto Carrillo straight out, you know, girl crush this guy. I, if I get on the mic saying something, giving this dude props, like, Hey, you know, I got to take Humberto Carrillo pretty seriously. He's a good athlete. I need Bianca Belair to come from behind me, grab, you know, just say, grab the microphone, and I just need her to say this. Curve. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I need. Oh, and I, yeah. So I, yeah. I just need her to say, curve. Uh-uh. Hey, but listen, we're going to take a quick little break. Um, let's see if we can sort out some technical difficulties real quick. And yeah, uh, we'll be right not. back to uh, finish off the rest of the card. Yes, sir. We'll be back on We The Villains Podcast. It's Gerb and Dak. We'll be back. Finally, we're back. I hope everything is fixed. And um, we're back here on We The Villains Podcast. Crazy technical difficulties, all because of a phone call came through. But I restarted the app, so I think we're back in business or back in business. And we left off with our predictions and results of the first Hell in the Cell match of the evening between Bailey and Bianca Belair, which I think was finish of the night. And I don't know if we have anything else. Yeah, I don't know if we have anything else to really talk about on that match. We kind of covered it real quick in uh the, before the break. Uh, so I mean, we could head straight into the next. Or was it Rhea Ripley we were about to get into? Was it that match next? Well, I, I guess we should go in order of when they actually appeared on the show. And, and okay. if I'm not mistaken, the second match what was that? Uh, Seth and Cesaro. Cesaro, yes. <laughs> was it was that was a great that was a great match too very good match yeah uh, it's, it's easily easily one of the better matches of the night um and we all actually picked Seth Rollins to win this even though Seth Rollins by the betting odds was the underdog for this match wow and, um, all three of us me you and Swag all went with Seth Rollins. I mean, and to, and to be fair, maybe we're a little biased because, that, you know, that's that's our boy. You know, that's Seth freaking Rollins. Dude don't get enough respect. He, he really doesn't because I know everybody's on the Cesaro bandwagon right now. But 
That's Seth freaking Rollins. He's a former world champ, multi-world champion, crazy amount of tag team champions, championships. I mean, this, this dude's he's he's great at what he does. He's at the top, top ep, upper ech- echelon. Yeah, that word. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's Seth Rollins. I could better get I, actually hold on. If you follow my Twitter, you did see me almost go with Cesaro. But before Aren't we you happy, in, you stuck to your guns, bro. I would have been three and three tonight for tonight. Uh, I would I would have been at a re- I, it would have been hard to come back up to start off at the five hundred. Like it, it would have been hard to come back up. So I'm glad I went with Seth Rollins and locked in that pick. And Seth Rollins proved to me why you should bet on him. And that's that's why you do it. Seth's that dude. He really is. He really is. But um, so what I also I don't know if I'm gonna do this all the time, but I I've said it before on here too. I am I love a good stiff shot in any match. Like I, I love stiff wrestling. Yeah. And this one, this match featured my stiff shot of the night. Um, and there were a few stiff shots throughout the show, but this one, I had to go ahead and give it to this one. Seth Rollins planted his forearm in the back of Cesaro's head. It was stiff. It was, it was, it was awesome is what it was. I mean, he clocked, he clocked him. If I'm not mistaken, didn't Cesaro give him like an elbow or something in that same match that was really stiff before the... Shot to the back of the neck, or was that another? Was that the KO and Sammy match? I might be getting them confused, but there was um, this one was my stiff shot of the night, but there was definitely more stiff shots in the KO and Sammy match. Uh, of course, they were going to do that to each other. And Seth Rollins, with I mean, he 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 pulled out the arsenal on him last night. He came in there, and the, the thing I love about this is, you know, a lot of people are on Cesaro's bandwagon. I guess rightfully so. The dude can go. I mean, he's he's nasty in the ring. Not For much sure. personality to go with it, but dude's None. nasty. And yep. uh, Seth Rollins outperformed him. Seth Rollins out-wrestled Cesaro, got him with the, you know, the cradle, if I'm not mistaken. I can't exactly remember. I know it was some form of roll-up. Yep, the small, the small package. It was a small package. Oh, it was a small package, man. It was a small package. Yeah, so uh, Seth, Seth Rollins outperformed and out-wrestled Cesaro last night. And that's not an easy feat, really. So I I, th- I gave this match an 8.4. Um, it's just an outstanding match between them and the, a, a good sequel to their match that they had at WrestleMania. Right, and ladies and gentlemen, if you're not, hearing this right there at 8.4 for just that match. so you know how hard it's going to be to get a 10 from this exactly uh, you're going to be it's going to be like a match of a decade it's going to be Shawn we'll Michaels see a 10. I, I doubt it it's going to be like a Shawn Michaels or Undertaker type match it, I don't, I don't it think you're going to see that it would have to make me feel like I felt at the end of Shawn, Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle uh, Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit um, the end of the era match with Triple H and Taker with Sean as the referee in the cell. Um, it, it would have to be though that kind of good to even sniff a 10. 
and it's going to be hard to get a nine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Although I, I, I am willing, I don't want to bet it because I don't want to be let down. Is I'm thinking at Money in the Bank or SummerSlam, you know, one of these first few shows where there's actually a live crowd, someone's yeah. gonna, someone's going to pull out a nine or above. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, but that was, that was a great match. And yeah, Seth Rollins did outperform Cesaro. And I think he reminded, he should have reminded a lot of people last night. I'm Seth freaking Rollins. Seth just I'm in, freaking Rollins. Yeah, I know. You all want Cesaro pushed to the moon. But hey, Stone Cold said it. Everybody said it. Even Vince McMahon himself has said it. You need personality. You have none. Like it, it's either you got to. They done tried the Heyman experiment. It didn't really work. I mean, they've they've tried. This dude has to find it himself. And I think Seth Rollins is trying to bring that out of him. But as you're seeing, he's still trying to be this wrestling purist, and it's it's not going to get you over to where you want to be in the WWE. Maybe an AEW, some other place. Yeah, you can get there. But you gotta have a gimmick. You gotta have a gimmick, and Seth has that, and he's Seth freaking Rollins, and that was a great pick for all of us. So I think if we're going in order right now, we are all two and zero at this point, right? We all started two and zero, um, because we we all had Bianca and we all had Seth, and of course, I'm pretty sure if anybody heard us or seen the predictions online, um, that we all picked Seth Rollins, they probably thought we were crazy. I'm pretty sure because even by the betting odds, Vegas had Cesaro as the the favorite to win this match, and usually those betting odds are pretty solid, man. They, I mean, they don't they don't <laughs> get these uh you know uh, bet lines out of nowhere. They're they're good at what they do. I man, it's I I am really glad I picked Seth Rollins because the commentary solidified that Seth was going to win that match because I completely forgot. That Cesaro's already beaten Seth twice. He beat him at WrestleMania, and then he beat him on a SmackDown, I believe. I forgot uh, about the SmackDown one. And so, so Cesaro already was up 2-0. So he had nothing to prove in this match and nothing to really lose except being embarrassed with the roll-up, the small package. I mean, <laughs> and you know Seth, and you know Seth's about to rub this in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's going to act like he just stomped his head in 20 times and just annihilated Cesaro. So it, oh, it's yeah. going to yeah. – if they're both not in the Money in the Bank match, the final match of these two could be really good. It's going to be a show stealer. Um, and so, yeah, I'm glad we picked up. And so, yeah, we all started 2-0. and But as we're about to get slowly and deeper into the show – we're gonna we're gonna figure out why Rhea Ripley just fucked the whole thing. <laughs> Before we go too much further, the only thing I wanted to add to Seth Rollins and I, and I and I had it on the tweet when I made this selection that I I think the reason that Seth is gonna win this match is you had to kind of give him a not that he needs much credibility but you got to give him a little momentum going into what I think is gonna happen and that's him feuding with Edge. I think they're going to call back to that old scene from years ago where they had, you know, Edge was basically pinned down and Seth was about to curb stomp him. And <laughs> I think they're going to call back to that. And Edge is going to nail it. I mean, any time on the mic with his storytelling, 
he's going to nail the whole moment. He's going to bring it back to life. And I think it'll and, be a really good feud. And we're going to see, we've been seeing a troll Seth Rollins, but you're also going to see a little more serious and more sadistic Rollins come out. I feel if a few, if that feud goes down, um, oh, it makes right. it makes sense. Um, his his Messiah and God complex that he has, and he doesn't even believe in God. That's even the funniest thing about it. Um, of the of the whole gimmick of the Messiah, but I I just oh man, it's gonna be great. And you're right, Edge brings that passion from the storytelling aspect. And Seth Rollins is is just probably gonna, or Seth Rollins could easily troll him a lot more. Um, it just depends how long they want that feud to go. But I, I definitely see that as the SummerSlam feud for Edge. It's the only thing that makes sense, especially if they're bringing him in as a babyface, as the rumor mill and the dirt sheets say. Maybe they can start it if um in the money in the bank. If if Seth and Cesaro are both in the money in the bank, then maybe Edge is too. Ooh. And then, you know, maybe they start it that way. Yeah, maybe maybe Edge knocks Seth off the ladder in the match and kind of screws him out of his chance, he feels. Or that's where he pops up. Maybe Edge, yeah, maybe he returns at money in the bank. Um, yeah. And I already forgot. I know they announced the the dates where Edge and were and them were gonna be there, but I already I think forgot. I don't uh, remember if that was before or after. I'm not sure either, but I believe it's gonna be after because I think SmackDown's the very first show with a crowd. Um. So maybe Edge can just announce himself to be in the money. He was the first winner. He's the inaugural. Um, winner of the Money to Bank, the first successful cash in, which was beautiful. And if he, we'll get into all that later because I do, I know we do want to do an episode when they have all the contestants announced for the Money in the Bank that we yeah. can make a case for each one of them. But like with okay, Edge, yeah. like if he did do that, I wonder where he cashes in. Like I don't think he's gonna mess with Roman again, or maybe he does. I don't know, but. Oh yeah, I mean you can you can I mean he's the ultimate opportunist and Edge with the briefcase, that's dangerous. Right. I mean he's and look he what he did against John Cena. And that's the thing too. He'll do exactly what he did against John Cena. Everybody's gonna be sick of Roman by then. <laughs> it's gonna I'm be sure great. A lot of people already sick of Roman, but man, he's nailing it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And people and ladies and gentlemen, please, you know, keep Keep an eye on the Twitter and the podcast because we are trying to do a live um, podcast around the Money in the Bank time. So hopefully by then we'll have those things figured out. Uh, uh, pre-show. Yeah, live pre-show before the podcast. That would be dope to do um, for sure And because there's going to be a lot to talk about. Maybe have Jay Swag on there with us. and Swizzle. Yeah, Swizzle. I, I saw a whole new... Uh, Jay Swag, like I think Anchor account pop up or something when I tried when I invited you to join in on the podcast, I saw a, a, another name of his. So I wonder if uh, he's secretly downloaded the app again. And didn't tell I'm nobody. Pretty, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I think he did. He told me. I think, I'm pretty sure he did reinstall the app now. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I mean, I think I think I think he's gearing towards making an appearance on the show, but we just all got to figure out the right time and when we can all do it. Oh yeah, he he has a busy busy life busy schedule. So, 
yeah, he's got a lot of family and a lot of work. You know, he's he's ambitious. I love it. Um, so yeah, what is next on the car? Is it Sammy and KO was right after that? No, I'm pretty sure it was um Alexa and Alexa oh, yeah. and uh, Shayna Baszler. Oh yeah, the 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 first uh the first big fuck up of the night for Dak on his side. Hey Jeez. man, the no contest that was. That's one of those picks that if it were to happen, it would have made you look like a genius. And I, I'd say, even I even said it to you. It's like I'm pretty sure that has a good chance of happening. Like I, I could mean, de- easily see it happening. So I don't think it was a bad pick at all. It just didn't go the way you were looking. I mean, when I saw it, man, it's like, okay. And then Naya and Reggie were coming out too. I was like, okay, there's a lot of factors here. There, this this could almost be a DQ no contest finish. You know, I'm 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 gearing up for it. And once again, that damn Alexa Bliss just decided <laughs> no. I'm just gonna take control of Naya, not Shayna. Like I almost had things. I was just a little off on it. You right. know, it was just a little little off. They threw me off with the swerve. I wasn't expecting it, but I should have because her and Naya have a connection than any of the other two. Um. Well, it was hard because there were so many question marks going into it because we hadn't seen Alexa. I mean, we hadn't seen Baszler since the yeah. whole Lily scene, so we had no idea what kind of state of mind she was going to be in to begin with. But once again, I did almost kind of call it, but she was slightly different um, because she seemed more hesitant with her moves, and she just seemed more fearful almost, like scared kind of. And that's something Shayna Baszler's never. She's showing that vulnerability is what's happening. And it, it, but it was, it was good. I thought that was a good match because, like, for a second, I was like, uh, no contest could happen here, especially when all the theatrics were kind of going on. But yeah, damn it, damn it, damn it. So, so yeah. In case just to recap too, this was our first one gram bet of the night. Oh um, shit! I lost. Dak, I lost a G on that. Yeah, Dak bet that it would, it, it would be a no contest. Um, and then, of course, Alexa actually was declared the winner. Um, and uh, honorable mention too for stiff shot of the night because Nia Nia slapped the fuck out of the Redzi. <laughs> Yo, he ate that. Yo, he, he ate, ate that. that. Shit. Yo, that motherfucker went to the ground. That was a legit fall. <laughs> that wasn't no fake fall on that one. That man didn't fall like that. No, nah, that man got dropped. <laughs> so sh- shout out to them for doing that well. The whole look into my eyes thing so that she can kind of take control of them. It, it wasn't limited to just Reggie. So it, it could go a lot further. I was, I, I was interested in, you know, I said last week, I was interested to see where they would take it from here. So it's not just a local thing like it was with Bray and Xavier. Like it was just them two that had this issue. You know, Xavier would get lost. Um, so now it's Alexa has the ability to do that with, I guess, anybody. So it does yeah. open the door. Except one person. Well, <laughs> he ain't there yet. And when he, get, and when he gets there, we'll, we'll see what happens. But... Maybe it kind of did start with him because at WrestleMania, 
he did stare at her. And then it he got caught into an RKO. But I, I don't know, man. It's like we said, he don't piss without a plan. So this this could all just be his mental game making her feel like she is in control. Yeah. And then he's just gonna snatch it away. I, I didn't love the match itself. I thought it was kind of sloppy. Well, it, it was very sloppy, and that was a match that should have been pre-taped because they could have made it better with a lot more effects. Yeah. With how sloppy the match was, there should have been some more shenanigans going yeah, on. They, they should have took advantage of the Thunderdome while they were still in it. They should have filmed it. Maybe yeah, they, they could have did a little something else with it. They could have filmed that. Um and it just just would have worked better in my mind. I, at first, I thought, and that would have, well, definitely would have played into a no contest if there was more shenanigans like that. But I, I don't know. It, I'm like you. It was a very sloppy match. It the way that match was, that match was just. I think it was a little too far in the card. They should have had that go on second, and then have Seth and Cesaro got that shit out of the way because. I mean, it was okay because at least it kind of broke the action. Because yeah, you, something had to go in between Seth Cesaro and Sammy and KO. Yeah, and at least at least it was something that was a complete opposite of what you were watching. You, you didn't. This match wasn't like your technical classic or anything like that. It was is purely storyline driven, and I'm okay with having matches like that. It's probably yeah. why I gave it as, as high of a score as I did, which was a, a 7.0, like a straight 7. And it wasn't really – had they didn't get that high off anything to do with the match itself outside of Alexa taking control of Nia this time and keep telling I, them to look at her and stuff like that. So just for the advancement in the storyline, I thought I should at least give it a 7. Well, you're better than me. That thing might have not got higher than a six. On we'll that. have to um at, at at some point you'll have to um give the grades of each match to um if you if you want to grade yours on a ten like I am, and then you could we'll also get your average score for the whole night. Or I mean, do you have that already, or do you maybe? Uh, no, nah, I, I haven't even thought about that really. I kind I kind of let that be your thing. I I don't know. I could come up with like a different grading system. Mine could be like a A B C D type thing. F you know letter grade. Yeah, I could do it like that. Um, but uh, I don't know. Maybe you know. Maybe I could come up with that. Maybe around the money in the bank time, I'll probably think of something. But, For sure. Um, so yeah, that and that <clears throat> that means that's that was the lowest rating the lowest score that I had on the night. Well, as it should, it was the, yeah. I, it's, it was right up in the pre-show worthy match. It was and, almost and, a stinker. And, and, and to be fair, I, like I said, I didn't necessarily enjoy the match, but I was hooked. I, I, I was, I was drawn into what was going on. I, you know, I was, I was really curious on how they were going to keep advancing things. So just for being able to hook me in to watch, I felt like I should at least give them a seven. So I think they should get credit for that at least. It, yeah. The storyline wise, it, that's where you have to grade a match like that for sure. And I do agree. They did advance the storyline, but I feel like if we didn't have a grand bet on this particular match, 
I don't think we would have paid attention as much as we did, if I'm being um, real. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you, that did help. And that's what I'm also hoping for some of these grand bets is you know, we talk about getting other or you know, listeners to to be more positive and more, you know, to look into raw and give it a better chance. These little grand bets kind of help me. It help it gives me more incentive as well, and I'm more invested into the outcome of the matches. Exactly. You you have to have something like for I think a lot of my grand bets, if I make a bold bet, it's gonna be on a lower card type match. It's not gonna be on a big match unless it's something that has high stakes that deserves that. But I kind of like to see it is if it's a huge match and we both just completely disagree on the outcome, then there might be fun to put a bet on it. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. And, and, but it's like we talked about with the Jeff Hardy match with Cedric on raw, when you were saying like, Hey, the little things adding stipulation, it makes these smaller matches mean something. And if, if viewers are listening and, might like might put them on to watch it. They might be a fan of the podcast and be like, "Oh, let's see who's gonna win the grand bet if we watch this match." Well, no, and you know it's <laughs> things like that. So I think that's gonna be good. But yeah, I I'll take my loss on that. I went for a bold prediction in that match and I failed. So at this point of the night, I think Salute, I'm though. two. Yeah, thank you. I'm two and one at this point and a gram in a hole. Like ugh. two and one, a gram in the hole. And at this point, just 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 to remind people, uh, me and Swag are three and zero. Called every match to this point, three and zero perfectly. And shout out to Jay Swag for basically copying Gerb's homework. Well, he did actually. He didn't, and we're about to get to this match because oh. um, the one there's only one match that me and Swag had picked differently for the winners, and it was this one. It was uh, Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. He didn't pick Sami. He had KO winning this match, and I listen. I I didn't think that was a bad pick because, you know, in my mind, I was you know KO like KO beat Sami all the time. Like he always beat Sami, <laughs> so it's like of course KO might win this match. Well, if I, so, I went with Sami, and I said it in the tweet. I was like, Sami finally gets the win over KO somehow i didn't know how it was going to happen now if i had realized that kevin owens was still going to be playing on his injury to his throat um from the nigerian nail two of them that he took on smackdown it would have yeah. made it a lot easier like i would have i would have okay yeah definitely sammy but yeah. this is another pick i went underdog with with the betting lines ko was favored to win and i, I went sammy Zayn. i think sammy finally was going to pull it out and my man did he finally did it. Well, you know, betting wise, it's smarter to have Kevin Owens as a favor. He's a world champ, former world champion. Um, he, he just has more accolades and more wins than Sami Zayn in the main roster, so it makes sense for him to be the favorite. But yeah, I was like you, I, I and I'm seeing the injury and all this and how it was playing, and then hearing the pre-show talk, and I was like, okay. Yeah, Sammy has the upper hand. Kevin Owens is coming in hurt, and then Sammy capitalized on it. And by the way, some stiff shots in this match. 
Wow. Uh, st- uh, if, if it was just a, instead of a stiff shot of the night, there was a stiff match of the night. This was the stiff match of the night. Um, in the yeah. first half of the match, it was kind of slow for me. Um, yeah. But they're so good at their storytelling and their matches. So they, they built it up. And the second half of the match with all the stiff shots and just the – you could tell these two trust each other implicitly. Like, you you know, yeah. they, they got the chemistry in the ring. They trust each other. They know where each other are thinking. And you could tell. I could watch these two wrestle every week, and I'd be okay with it. They're going to show you something different each match at some point. It's going to be something out new. something different, some kind of nudge to this or tweak to that into their mm-hmm. whole chemistry. And, it, oh, man, it's just money, man. Those two just get it when they're in the ring together. And, man, one of the stiff moves that happened, it was a move. It was that half-and-half half suplex. He dropped them on Ooh. his fucking head. Like, oh, my God. He and, dropped and a great off. transition too, because he was going for the stunner. Like as soon as he went, he took you know, put his arm around Sammy's head for the stunner. It was into the half and half, dude. It was like, it, yeah, it, the timing was just impeccable, man. They they nailed it. it. It was beautiful because KO couldn't grab with both arms. He hurt his left arm somehow during one spot, and and KO could only go with that one arm. So he he like you said, he was already in position for the half and half. Sammy nailed it. They both. Like, man, those two can tango at any time in the ring, and it's going to be brilliant. But, man, he dropped them right on his head, and it was great. Oh, that so, was great. Yeah, so this, it, was real, it was real tough for me grading this um, mm-hmm. match. Um, just to go ahead and finish up with the predictions, me and you both had Sammy for this match. Yes, and Swag had KO. Um, so this was Swag's first miss of the night. To that point, both you and Swag were three and one, mm. and I was and I was four and zero. I've been four and zero on the picks to that point. And and That's... this match, I, I could I really couldn't decide which match was the match of the night between this match and Seth and Cesaro. Like they were both great matches, and so I, I ended up giving them the exact same score. I went 8.4 for both of them. Wow. Um, and the, the only reason – I mean, it's nitpicking it to this point because it was such a great match between KO and Sammy. The only the only thing was, you know, near the beginning, it, it started off kind of sluggish. And, it, 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 it you know, it, they were setting it up, and they did it perfectly. But mm-hmm. if if there was any any more excitement or anything to draw me in earlier in the match – this match would have easily been the match of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I gave him the exact same score at 8.4. And the, so I really, I guess I didn't have uh, a match of the night. Um, Cause like I said, same score that 8.4 and that was the highest scores of the night. So both Sammy and KO and Seth and Cesaro were the matches of the night for me. Well, I mean, I'm going to be just a slightly different on that and i'm actually gonna say that ko and sammy had the match of the night they had the story they had the in ring they had the they just had everything everything in the match that you could have with their rivalry and how they set it up from being starting up slow building up the roller coaster and going down like they they nailed it and they always do so i have i have to give them the match of the night but definitely bianca and Bailey had to finish of the night with that spot. It's, that's just my. Opinion. 
Yeah, I, I can't disagree with really anything you said. Like I said, Kayon Sandy was great. If you want to call that the match of the night, I am not going to disagree with you in the slightest. Yeah, that, that, um, that and then that finish for Bianca and Bailey was great, but I really did like the finish for KO and Sammy as well because he clocked them with that aluminum kick. Dude, he, oh, man. <laughs> Those two just, them. they get it. They get it, man. They really do get it. And it's it works. So, so after yeah. after that was the um the raw women's match. Uh-huh. Right. So right. I never in my life wanted to see a backstage segment with R Truth or in the twenty four seven championship more by this point in the show. The fact that it had came all the way this far in the show, <laughs> and I there was no because we have that bet that a title is going to change hands, and oh, so man. at this point, by the time I didn't see them boys backstage yet, at this point, this was my last chance. This was my last chance of getting a title change because I, I in my wild, I I could not see Drew McIntyre taking that title from Lashley. I just couldn't see it. No, and it's so funny. I felt like this was my last chance. It's funny how this one match fucked both of us in a way. Like it, it and it drew it's, me in. It drew me in, dude. I was into it. I'm like, yo, I'm, I ain't never cheer for Charlotte so hard in my life. I had to cheer for Rhea Ripley. That's sad. <laughs> that is sad because she sucks. <laughs> like God, man. <laughs> To, to be fair, I, I've been pretty hard on Rhea Ripley, but I thought her and Charlotte did, had a pretty good match. <laughs> I think they did all right. I mean, it, like, it, it kept my attention. God, um. but at this point, <laughs> I am just fuming at the fact that I lost but won in the same match. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I lost a blemish into my record. <coughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, you went a little loud there. But <laughs> it snuck up on it snuck up on me. My apologies. But three and two at this point, but I secure a no title change, which was brilliant on WWE's part because that was a swerve I was not expecting at all. And ah. Uh, So to to lay it out um, for those who didn't see the list or hear the show, um, Swag and myself picked Charlotte to win this match with Dak going with Rhea, which that was was safe money. Um, Again, if you're going by the betting odds, and I don't remember the exact line, but Rhea Ripley was definitely favored to win this match. Wow. And mainly, mainly because, you know, they probably didn't think they were going to take the title off of her. Well, WWE got to them on that one because <laughs> they got Charlotte with the win, but uh. not taking the championship. So this was a double-edged sword for me, too, because I had Charlotte pick to win this match. And we also have a grand bet on who's going to have the better record. Yeah. The thing was, is it, at, th- at that point, Right there, um, if Rhea would have won, 
me and you would have had the same record on the night. Dude. Oh my god. We both like would have been five and one, and then that would have canceled that grand bet, and then we would have split one and one. Like so this I never knew that this match was gonna be the match that was gonna be <laughs> the most crucial point when it came to the betting odds that we were doing our bets that we were doing and yeah I, I, props to WWE um for doing that and making it interesting but I don't think I can forgive forgive them on this one because they just they, they cost me a dub on this and I would have been five and one like you said I would have been five and one and so would have I but no, at this point, I'm three and two now heading into the main event. I am three and two heading into the main event. And that's just, that's not good because if only I could have, man, if only I would have just picked Charlotte. If I didn't bet against a flare, I would have lost the gram, though. I would have lost the gram if, if I betted on Charlotte because there was no title change. I just I was- had. Sacrifice something, and I sacrificed both. God dang it! Almost. I was real proud too because this wasn't on the air. But when Swag made his picks, um, and I officially, you know, we locked him in, and I wrote him down. Swag's reasoning for picking Charlotte was straight out the mouth of Garv when he said, "Is I'm not betting against Charlotte Flair." Hey, in a title match, you can't. Like you can't. You should. Pay per view record is crazy. And and what's funny is, yeah, she doesn't come out with the title, but she still won last night. So it's like, win. it's yeah. So I'm five and zero oh at this point. I'm like, once Charlotte got that win, when I when I seen Rhea hit her with that thing on the table topper or whatever it's called. And the mm-hmm. ref called for the bell. I fucking celebrated for the first time ever in a in a Charlotte match. I celebrated so hard <laughs> that I knew disqualification. Charlotte is the winner. That and that's all I needed at that point. I knew I'd secured the best record for the night. Yeah, and then you still have a moment because you still are hoping there in a, in a small moment that okay, where's our truth at? There's going to be a backstage session. Yeah, segment. that was my last night. chance. <laughs> you know, and oh man, that's that's nuts. Oh, that match. I just didn't and, think that match was going to be the one. And I, and I gave it a seven point two. Uh, you got to. I I see why because I mean it had the it it had that factor in of us having to really pay attention to it because there was a lot riding on this one match. And and I do like now with our bets and, and going in with our records keeping and all that, like this is, this is what we're talking about matches that we're not interested in. We become invested in, and Perfect. then it makes you, it makes you invested into the whole product then. And it's, it makes for a better show because you actually have something you're looking forward to, to debate about, and I just wish the IWC can get that in their skull, but that's going to take a lot to do. So we um, – and then the last match, you know, the, the hell in a cell for the WWE Championship 
we had all picked Lashley to win. I mean, we pretty Lashley. much Lashley. <laughs> we all pretty much figured that was a foregone conclusion. Yeah. Didn't didn't see the ending that they did. Didn't see that coming. Man, like for a while there, as I'm watching the match, I was I was pretty invested. Like I was I was enjoying the match. And for a split second, I thought that they might take match of the night. Oh. I had them I had them in my mind hovering around an eight point five. Mm. Um uh, until the ending, and then I feel like the ending made it drop a few points on how they played it out. I understand why it ended that way, um, yeah. but it it, it kind of was uh, it was lackluster in its effect on the match. It was kind of like a letdown. But on uh, storyline purposes, I get why because you get um you get you write Drew McIntyre out of the title picture, but you also don't bury Drew McIntyre. No, nah, he looked he looked like he should have won last night. If, yeah, he had the match won. And if it wasn't for P and it wasn't for, you know, Lashley rolling, grabbing the tights, he might have hey. walked out champion. So it, it, it doesn't it doesn't destroy Drew McIntyre. And then they he can still he still has got it's still Drew McIntyre. Uh, yeah. And I know a lot of people probably. Not gonna like what I'm gonna say next, but with this happening, you gotta go ahead and put in an early favorite. Drew McIntyre went in the briefcase. You gotta put him in as an early favorite. That's dangerous, and that is dangerous. But I'm as we were talking pre um podcast before we got on air today. I have a little theory now that I feel. I'm just gonna point put it out there that now. That Drew McIntyre's wrote out or written out of the WWE title picture. This is the put him on SmackDown when this draft happens because him and Roman Reigns need to have a feud. <laughs> and I love the Survivor Series match that they had. I mean, Roman still got the bragging rights, but Drew McIntyre possibly heading on with the SmackDown with the Money in the Bank briefcase. I'm a little worried if I'm Roman Reigns. I hope I got my family in line there because that's Drew McIntyre. Drew's one of the few people on the roster that can be in the ring with Roman Reigns, and you he feels legit still. Yeah, Typically and anybody else you put in the ring with Roman Reigns right now, they are far outshined just by the presence of Roman Reigns. Exactly. And you can – oh, man, they – and if the rumor mill is true, man, and Karrion Cross might be coming up, Bobby Lashley might want to look out because they can put Cross on Raw, and there's a moneymaker match right there. That's two big I guys. I don't think Karrion Cross needs to come fuck with Bobby Lashley. Well, he doesn't, but he's the closest thing being booked right now of a Brock Lesnar because he just suplexes, and that's it. And he'll choke you out. <laughs> So my, my guess is maybe um maybe they do a quick feud with uh money in the bank coming up if Lashley's defending his title that night. I feel like maybe it's Kofi Kingston. Yeah, just I could see that. Of all the background feud that MVPs have been having with them. 
and all they should that. put a they should put a stipulation in that match. If Kofi loses, he has to join the hurt business. Yeah, or if he has to lose, if he loses, then he has to split. New Day has to split. Yeah, I could see that. Something to that effect, and then it'll be MVP could just say that I'm doing this for your own good. Yep. And one day you gonna thank me, or you know something then, like that. And then Kofi loses, and after the match, he just annihilates Xavier Woods. <laughs> or the opposite. Well, there's different. I guess they go the way. Nah, I mean you could. I mean, as much as people want to push Xavier, he's great in the ring. He's he's a mouthpiece and more of a manager and tag partner to me than an actual singles star. Yeah, he's good. And the, so, yeah, he's real good. But the Hurt Business, I mean, kind of has MVP to do that manager and that type role that Xavier would be to me. Unless he just changes his whole personality up, which he could. He's a good actor, so he can do it. I mean, they could split in the draft, too. Ah, there's that, you know? Um, yeah, so just to recap everything <clears throat> there at the end, uh, the, that ending kind of, like I said, brought it down a little bit. So I th- it landed at about an 8.2 for me. And nice. again, for people that want, if they, they want to complain about that, that's a really good score. That's a good score for me. It, it takes a lot to impress me because I've seen just about damn near everything in the wrestling business. And people got to understand that if when they're listening to this podcast, that man, that 8.2 is only 0.2 lower than Seth and Cesaro and the KO and Sammy matches. That's how tough this rating system is. So you got to you got to blow Gerb's mind to get a damn nine or above. So to get an 8.2 with the other two matches on the card that I well, which one match I put as match of the night. Mm -hmm. I. That's that's good, and they they did as good like for two behemoths going at it. They did their thing, like Gerb said. The finish did knock it off because you're Bobby Lashley. I know you're the heel, but you really don't need the MVP interference. But you gotta you gotta have a security deposit or safety deposit. Yeah, I would have liked, even though I wish I, Lashley would have come out looking a little better if this potential feud with Lesnar is about to happen. It must not be about to happen if that was the way it ended in my mind because the only thing – well, I mean, uh, they could do multiple things to set it up, but one way they could set it up is going into a Kofi Kingston feud and have Lashley fucking squash him as, just like Lesnar Just like Lesnar did. Yeah, maybe they do that. That'd be cool. I'd be all right soon as, he, as soon as he comes running, he just gets caught in the hurt lock. Yeah. So what that did for the overnight, um, I put all my match ratings together and then took the average. So an average rating score for the matches tonight for Hell in a Cell was 7.83. And that's that's not bad. That's not bad for a Thunderdome pay-per-view. The last one, the end of an era, man. So I fully expect Money in the Bank to be better. When oh it yeah. comes to whatever the rating score would be, and a lot of that, if the fans, the fans add so much. Oh yeah. To the match, and so. we're actually going to find out what is over and what's not with these crowds. Yeah. Eventually. Um, um, but I, I think everything's going to be kind of what we talked about. The main right now are still going to be over. I feel. So on but the then, night you were four and two. 
on Four your and selections. Two. And uh, Swag was five and one. Impressive. Impressive debut, Swag. But not as impressive as Garv with the six and no record. And I got to say that um, for I'm, I'm the unofficial champion right now. So whenever y'all boys decide y'all want to take this title off of me, y'all just going to have to come at me at Money in the Bank. Bro, this is going to be the only time that you get them all right. And you got <laughs> and you got absolutely lucky with is it, with two matches. Actually one match. It could have easily been 5 and 1 for me if I would have just picked um a winner in the Alexa and Shayna match, if I would have just picked the winner and not a no contest, I would have picked Alexa. Like I, I knew she was going to win. If it wasn't a no contest, this would have easily, I'd have been right there with swag five and one. And you, so listen, and the, the, I want you to, I want to appreciate how great these picks were. And I'm going to talk shit for a second. Oh and yeah. These, it's your all turn. these picks. I, yeah, that's right. I'm the champion. <laughs> I, Made perfect selections, and I want I wanted to tell you how hard this actually was. What just happened? I made out of six matches, I picked only one face to win in all these matches, and actually had a perfect record. When's Damn. the last time that many heels won? As far as percentage of the actual matches on a night. Five out of six matches, a heel character was the winner. Yeah, now I now picked every at that. last one of them. Wow. Yeah. Yes, I got wow. lucky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got lucky because of the damn. Actually, no, it was really the damn Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair match. Like, yeah, the the non the non title winner. Um, the, the, those will catch people off hand, but uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm surprised. And that's it, when I looked at my picks before the show, and I and I looked at them hard, and I was just like, man, I don't. I, I remember thinking about that. So I only have one face all night winning. I'm probably gonna lose on one of these. I just uh, don't yeah. know which one. So I didn't want to change any of my picks, or because I was like, I'll pick the wrong one, and then I'm royally fucked up. So I had a feeling that one of my picks wasn't going to be right, and I was okay with living at five and one because this is who I thought was going to win each match, and I nailed it. As you as you see there, folks, if you're looking at the leaderboard, it's Gerv, J Swag, and then Dak. Dak at the four and two right now. It's going to get better. It might be my only two blemishes for like the next four pay per views. So you just gotta. Ah. Hey. You never know, man. You never know. I can get on a roll. That's that's so, the thing. It's momentum. Yeah, it's but you have all the momentum. You have all the momentum heading into the next pay-per-view of Money in the Bank, but I'm going to be a lot more prepared. I'm not going to make too many bold decisions. But then again, it's Money in the Bank. I can't even predict that. That's too far out right now. Money in the Bank's tough, man. I, uh, it's going to be tough to pick Money in the Bank. For one, you got to pick the Money in the Bank winner. And unless huh. it's just blatantly obvious, it, that's going to be tough because you got to pick between them at least six people. Hey, WWE, make it difficult for us this year. This is yes. your first money in the bank in a live crowd in a year. 
we need the all stars back. We need we need some fucking contenders to where it's gonna be like, oh shit, any one of these guys or gals can win. You know? Exactly. That's that's what I want. That'll be if you're listening, hey, there you go. There's your idea. But man, I think we covered the hell in the cell predictions. And that was that was actually really fun. Like for the last pay-per-view in the Thunderdome, we made that pay-per-view very enjoyable for us to watch. Um, shout out to Jay Swag for making his predictions off air, but Gerv threw them out there via the Twitter room. So shout out to that. And don't worry, we're gonna get Jay Swag on here too. And he's gonna have some predictions. Hopefully I can get Jay Swag one on one on here and he can talk his uh Marvel and DC as he loves to really get into. <laughs> uh that'll be a good um, show. It, it it would be a good show. I, I look forward to when y'all both get on here because it'll it'll give me a chance to sit back and listen a little bit yeah. instead of being in the moment. And then it, it, I think it'll help me kind of improve myself. Man, I just know, man. Like I said, ever since you know you've joined into the podcast realm, dude, it's it's brought new life, new motivation into it, and I'm really excited going forward. I know we're getting better and better with it. Once we get all the technical difficulties, which it could just be uh, this mic that we're that I'm using could be uh, could be my phone. I don't know yet, but I got I'm going to get a new mic soon. I got things coming in the works that's going to help the podcast get better and better. And and I, I just can't can't wait for that that potential live podcast for sure. That's going to be really good. That's going to be fun. yeah. Also, just I also wanted to recap too because I also came out ahead in our bets. Um, oh, yeah. For those who don't know, we had three one gram bets, gram a week. Yep. Um, that <laughs> the first bet was that the Alexa Bliss and Shayna Baszler match was going to end in no contest. There was a declared winner, so I yep. won that bet. Um, mm-hmm. But we also bet that no titles were going to change hands. Um, yep. I bet that there would be a title that would change hands, and um, Dak won that one, so he won his grand bet back right there. Uh, the last was- bet was for which one of us between me and Dak would have the better record um, for the night in our picks. Obviously, since I went undefeated in mine, I won that one. So current balance right now is is you owe me one gram. I plan to add more to that as time goes on. Um, but I, I need to just go ahead and make sure I got this written down right now. Sorry about that, everybody. Uh, I tried to get back in, but then – I thought I lost curve again, but I looked over and my phone was ringing again on Do Not Disturb. So I don't understand why that was happening. So kind that's of why defeats I, the purpose. Yeah, so I knew I wasn't – nobody was hearing me or anything, so I just wanted to cut it off and redo. So sorry for cutting you off there, Gerv. Hopefully that does – hopefully, you know, the way I'll have this chopped up so it'll go right into what you were talking about. So you were just writing down the winner of the – I owe you a gram of marijuana yes marijuana people yeah so it's um your volume does sound lower again but i guess we can run through um, since when you played it back earlier dude it's the same thing with it's the phone call that's what happened i'd have to shut the whole app down and reopen it 
I know it's fine. It doesn't sound horrible when I replay it. So, but I mean, we're pretty much done with the whole recap anyway. Yeah. We had um, yeah, we're... we're basically just saying that I'm the greatest, and that you owe me a gram. Saying. I think that was just you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I know I'm gonna sound a little lower here at the end. Everybody, I apologize. I'll have to figure out what the fuck. I'm gonna have to block all incoming calls. Jeez. Yeah. Man, that's that's getting a little fucking ridiculous. And I know I haven't had this problem in like a month, but today they're fucking scam callers like nothing. Of course, I'm trying to record. But yeah, we've curve swag at five and one, and me coming in the third spot ugh, at four and two. Uh, and then Gerv, I owe him one gram of marijuana so far. At least it's only one gram. It could have been a whole three. So. I'll take should that. Have should have been. Uh, no. It was. It went just how it was supposed to. <laughs> but Raw's tonight, I don't... I haven't seen personally where they have anything um, already scheduled for the show, but I haven't really looked either. I haven't been online too much today. Yeah, I I haven't either. So, we'll, we'll see what they preview. They'll probably end up sending out a preview around probably like 3 o'clock or so. They'll, they'll advertise it somewhere around there, yep. usually. So but we'll yeah, see man. how it goes. Um, long story short, Gerv is the unofficial champion after the first night, and then uh, these uh, y'all boys can come for my uh, title next month at Money in the Bank. But until then, don't go messing with the champ. You're the champ. You're the champ, 6-0, and oh, but – you already know he's gonna be, he's gonna start off the money in the bank pay per view like zero and three, and he's gonna be spazzing. <laughs> Let's just hope that doesn't happen. Don't manifest my misery, okay? Hey, I gotta do what I gotta do. I'm in third place right now. This is and and one person's not even on the podcast. He's ahead of me. Are we kidding? <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, we're gonna wrap this episode up, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a good one. Another probably hour plus long podcast as we do you know we covered the hell in the cell pay-per-view we got raw tonight so we'll be back tomorrow with a, a review of that and maybe some more surprises who knows we'll see how it goes as you hear the bong ripping in the background that's your boy curve it's your boy deck this was we the villains podcast these in these up and these out hey that's my line <laughs> oh yeah Go ahead, say your line. Well, you already said it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Peace oh. out. Yeah. Hey, this We the Villains podcast. Check us out. Anchor.fm slash We the Villains. We'll catch you tomorrow. Peace.